Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Can we just honor Steve for that word that he brought? Can we just honor Steve, please? You know, Scripture says, if you receive a prophet, Steve is a prophet. Steve is not just someone who is prophetic. He has been called as a prophet. He has been operating as a prophet for over 14, 16 years. Sorry, my years are really bad. (laughs) But when we receive a prophet as a prophet, we receive a prophet's reward. Now, what is that? Well, what does a prophet do? prophet hears from God. So when you receive Steve and the word that he brings as a prophet, you receive a greater impartation of the capacity to hear God for yourself. And so part of your receiving actually brings an impartation. So the greater our hearts are to receive, and this is true for everything in the body of Christ, the greater our hearts are open to receive, the greater the impartation we personally receive. Isn't that great? Isn't that beautiful? We simply have to open our hearts and receive. So, all right, let's dive in. Um, I want to share with you on the nature of the prophetic. The nature of the prophetic. When we say the word nature, it means the basic or inherent features or qualities or character of something or someone. So if we say, what is that person's nature, or even we can relate it to an animal, you know, a lion. We all know what the nature of a lion is. Certain people we go, oh yeah, we can tell what their nature is. But the prophetic has a nature. And what I mean by that is the prophetic is expressed in different ways. It's not however, dependent on a person's personality or character qualities. Because the prophetic is us being able to see or hear God's intention, his purpose for his kingdom coming here on earth, and for us to express that. And so let me give it to you in a bit of an explanation which might make sense. So everyone knows what a TV is, of course. Right, so TVs come in all shapes and sizes. You can get small TVs, big TVs, you can get different colour cabinets that surround the TV. They can come in black or silver or platinum. They come in different definitions and clarities. But that TV has the same purpose. You plug it in and it receives a signal from the TV station. Now, your TV in your house might look different to mine, but if we tune it to the same channel, what we receive is the same. This is the essence of the prophetic. Different vessels, different body of Christ, different expressions, but the same spirit that comes. The expressions might be different. Your personality might be different. Mine's very different from Steve. But the expression of the Holy Spirit, even though it might come out differently, should point to the one thing. It should be the signal is clear from the Holy Spirit from the prophetic. And so when we talk about nature, I'm not talking about whether you're quiet or loud or young or old or your personality. I'm talking about the essence of the prophetic is the Holy Spirit that is expressed through us in the grace that is given to us. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4 to 6. Oh, and if I go fast, um, we're going to send our notes to Um, Pastor Matt and Sharon, so that if you're like, I have missed some of that, um, we'll send it through so that you can have it afterwards. I'm jumping into like prophetic teacher mode here. 
First Corinthians 12 verse 4 to 6 says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. And I just want to unpack this a little bit with the prophetic because I think the prophetic has been put into a box for a long time. The prophetic is, oh, well, perhaps if you look like Steve and you might give prophetic words from up the front or preach prophetically um, or bring corporate words to the body of Christ, which, which is a lot also what we see in the Old Testament prophets. They would speak to Israel and people often misunderstand the prophetic to think it must be an individual word. And yet the greater is actually God speaking corporately to his body, to the church. And so then we put it in a little box and we think, okay, if I want to grow prophetically, I have to look like that. But that is such a small part of the prophetic. And when we look at this scripture, when we see different kinds of working, it's talking firstly about different kinds of gifts. So there's gifts of healings, all sorts of gifts. We won't go through through them all. If you know your scripture, you'll know them all. Um, But even in Romans 12, there's a whole lot of other different gifts, gifts of mercy, gifts of leadership, etc., etc., But when it says different kinds of working, we have to understand in the prophetic, we're talking about a different kind of outworking. Okay, so some of the prophetic, Steve was talking about the private space, a lot of the prophetic is outworked or expressed in the private space, not in the public. So that might be, for instance, prophetic intercession. People are hearing, okay, God, what are you wanting to do? And praying into that space. Not just, and prophetic intercession is not just praying because you know something. Prophetic intercession is God revealing something. And suddenly I'm praying for pastors I know over in Western Australia about unity, not knowing anything that's going on. And I'm leaning into that. That's prophetic intercession. Something's clearly going on over there. And so it's not about something I know. It's prophetic. God's intention is to bring unity in a situation. So that's what that's and I'm just going to mention a few aspects of the prophetic, but I just want us to open our minds that the prophetic is God's will and intention and us partnering with him to bring that into fruition, to bring that into fullness in his kingdom here on earth. Does that make sense? So another aspect of the prophetic might be prophetic creatively. So prophetic worship, prophetic um, art, prophet, like a whole, a whole range of things. I don't want to take too long because I do want to get to this, what I've got here on my notes. This is part of the notes. Um, but prophetic creativity, I can't even spit it out. Prophetic creative expressions of what God wants to bring. I mean, David in the Old Testament played the harp and the evil spirits left. What's that? That's like prophetic declaration through music. It's not even with a word. I mean, that's awesome. You know, within the prophetic, and even though it does mention differently, words of prophecy, words of knowledge, words of discernment, but for a lot of people, the prophetic does sort of cover those realms. But again, many people might operate in one way or another. Some prophetic people tend to see things. Some people get prophetic dreams. Some people hear things. Some people just know it and sense it. Some people feel what's going on in the environment. So there's such a broad range 
of both how we experience God speaking to us and also how that's then expressed and what we do with it. So I just want to come back to this whole different outworking thing because otherwise we can tend to compare and go, oh, okay, we've got to then look at Steve and Sally or other prophetic people and go, if I don't do it like that, then I'm not prophetic. No comparison. God is not a God of comparison. Every member fitly joined together, all of us in the body operating. We are all called to live a prophetic life. Steve spoke about we're all created to hear the voice of God. We're all called to live a prophetic life. What is a prophetic life? Hearing God clearly and obeying him boldly. Abraham, when God said to him, go to a place I will show you, what's that? It's called living a prophetic life. I don't know where I'm going, but God said he'll show me. So he'll direct me. Oh, going this way now. Where am I? When am I there? I'll tell you when you get there, Abraham. Keep walking. That is called living a prophetic life. Living a prophetic life actually comes before we live, before we steward the prophetic gift. If you're wanting to steward a prophetic gift, but you're not living a prophetic life in your personal life, in your health, your family, your work, your relationships, your finance, every part of your life, when God says go, you go. When God says give, you give. When God says stop, you stop. When God says go speak to that person, you go speak. When God says go pray for that cash lady at the cash register, that is living a prophetic life. We often want the expression of the prophetic gift but we need to live a prophetic life and then the prophetic gift will just overflow as an expression. Am I making sense? You've gone very quiet. Awesome. So the nature of the prophetic. I'm going to focus on one key verse um, and just go this through this for a couple of minutes. The nature of the prophetic is to be in alignment with God's voice, his intention and his word. Ephesians 1.17, a scripture probably most of you know, is where Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus and he's praying that they may receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So the nature of the prophetic is receiving that revelation from God, which Steve talked about, but then partnering it with his wisdom so that the expression of it is in alignment with his intention. Because we can receive something prophetically from God, and if we don't have the wisdom on how to express it, it can actually be out of alignment with his intention. For instance, if we receive something and his intention is for us just to dig in and pray about it, but then we go and tell the pastor, or we go and talk to other people, or give it as an individual word to someone, because we're like, oh, they think we think we, they need correction, then we're actually out of alignment with God's intention. Does that make sense? So it's the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom partnered together. So let me give you our key scripture for the day. James chapter 3 verse 17. Oh, this is wobbly. Wow, that could make me dizzy. <laughs> I get motion sickness while I'm reading. Woo! James 3.17. I got distracted there. That was like a magpie with a shiny object. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. This is a scripture God downloaded to me a couple of years ago to say, when we have heard the voice of the Lord, this is where the wisdom comes in that we can almost use as a checklist, if we're not sure, to say, 
am I expressing this in such a way which is following God's intention? So let's jump through it. So there's eight words in there that we're going to focus on. The first one is pure. And Steve touched on this. The nature of the prophetic must be pure. It's God's revelation, not what we see with our natural eyes. So it must be pure in its origin from God. Motivation, our motivation must be pure in any expression. And it's clean. It's free from what we know or think. You can't prophesy the gold out in someone if all you see is a lump of rock. Not, I'm not calling anyone a lump of rock, but you get the imagery, right? God has a prophetic intention for every person, both in the world and in the body. He has an intention. It's his will that none should perish, but he has an intention, a call and an anointing for each one of us. And so part of the prophetic is pulling out the gold that we see. But we can only do that through spiritual eyes, not natural eyes, particularly when we know people. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The word see there means to gaze with wide open eyes as at something remarkable. It's different from simple observation or passive vision. It's to gaze with wide open eyes at something remarkable. The prophetic should be a gazing. It's like... This is remarkable, God, what I'm seeing of your kingdom or of this situation or of this person or of what you're doing over here. This is amazing. Like the prophetic should be such a stirring up of awe and wonder at who God is and what he wants to do. Like, are you getting my excitement here? Like the prophetic is not this like, oh, I've got to strive to see. Oh, I can't see. What are you doing? It's like gaze at God with wide open eyes, fix your eyes on Jesus. And it's just like, I am so in awe of what you're doing, God. That's the prophetic. Not striving, not straining. It is gazing. Gazing It's to see God to see God. Pure is not our own personal opinions or natural thoughts, and it's also not a soulish prophecy where we see a situation or a person in the natural. You know, if if you're prophesying over someone, sometimes it's very easy to tell if that person's a bit timid or if or if they're an extrovert or if they're an influencer or whatever it is we must not prophesy out of that we must always prophesy both individually corporately and in situations about what God is showing us keep it pure number two peace loving this is a good one the gift of prophecy should bring peace not strife peace Our words should bring peace. Now, there are calls on prophets who will bring words of realignment and correction and things like that, and that's what they're called to do. But in the prophetic, we call it the ick, like when people are evangelistic or apostolic, when they don't have the fivefold call, we have to understand our words should be bringing encouragement and strengthening, okay? So they should be bringing peace to people's hearts. It doesn't mean they won't always understand it, like Steve said, but they shouldn't be causing division or disunity or confusion. That is not from the Lord. That is not God's intention. The nature of the prophetic works in harmony with what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. The mind governed by the Spirit is life. So our words should be life-giving, peace-giving, hope-giving. 
Number three. You've all gone very quiet. How are you doing, church? Are we doing good? Is this, is this helpful? Okay, this is supposed to be practical. Like I can put this into practice. Consider it is number three. The nature of the prophetic is mindful and attentive. It is firstly attentive to what the Spirit of God is doing, and then it is attentive to the situation and environment that you are in. You know, might, you might receive something revelatory, and if you're highly prophetic, and as you go on, you'll be in meetings and you're receiving downloads all the time. Just because you receive a download doesn't mean that the whole body of Christ needs to receive a download. And I'm not meaning this as any rebuke, it's just truth. Steve and I will tell you, if we sit in a meeting, the presence of God is there, we're going to receive downloads. That doesn't mean we need to get up the front and say them, it also doesn't mean we need to share them with anyone else. Here's something to remember, our relationship is based on intimacy. Steve and I have an intimate marriage. You know we're married, but you don't know everything that goes on in the marriage, right? There's certain things that are just between us and the Lord, for His pleasure, for our pleasure. But being considerate means you are asking yourself the question, if I felt something, is this appropriate for the environment right now? Am I cutting across what the Spirit of God is trying to do? And also, if it's to do with an individual or another situation, um, and we have to be careful that we don't go so on the considerate side that we lose our courage. If God says, go and pray for that person over there, don't stop on the consideration point. Just get your butt out there and go and pray for them, okay? That's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about when we receive revelation in a corporate meeting or something's going on or you're in a prayer meeting, you actually go, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with this right now? We must be careful not to derail God's intention for the moment. And so on the opposite foot, we've got to have courage that when God speaks, we don't go, ah, oh, I think I need three confirmations and some writing on the wall. Um, and I'm not really sure I want to go and ask that lady in the supermarket whether I can pray for her right now. I tell you what, if you're in that place, jump out in faith. What's the worst that could happen? Steve can tell you some great stories about that sometimes. Ask Steve afterwards. He's got some great stories. And sometimes God will test our faith whether we're intent on the outcome or whether we're just really truly wanting to please his heart and to grow and to be stretched. If you want to, if you want to develop your prophetic gift, let me tell you this, you have to be ready for the stretch. God has stretched me so much, I have stretch marks all over my body and spirit and mind and everything else. Why are you laughing at me? You're the one sitting in here, you're going out of here and getting stretched, so you better, you better get ready. Better get ready. Okay, number four, I've got to not get distracted. Keep going, Sally. Submissive. Ooh, everyone's going to go quiet now. Submissive. Submissive first to God, but then submissive to the authority that you are under in the situation that you're in. So whether that's your senior pastors or a life group leader, here's the thing, your greatest prophetic release will come when you are accountable to authority and submitted and surrendered to them. When you go to someone and say, I'm feeling this, and you be submissive in how you say, look, I'm feeling this, but I'm not sure, and they say, look, really appreciate that, but I just don't think it's for now. Tell you what, that's going to grow your character. But if you can do that... God will continue to speak to you and mold you. And sometimes God shapes our character over and over again until we get this point. Because this is one of the key ones that actually the enemy gets in in our lives, is when we think we're correct. And here's the thing, 
people have tripped up on this before. Because if we think something has come from God, we then place God as the higher authority. But the scripture's very clear on submit to every human authority. So here's the way it works. If Steve or I feel like we've received a word and we go to a pastor or to our church and we say, hey, I feel like this is for now, and the pastor says, look, I don't think so, go and sit down, then we have done our responsibility in bringing the word to the authority. We are immediately released from it. It's now on the pastor's responsibility. It's not ours anymore. As soon as we can submit and joyfully surrender to that, God's like, great, I can use you now. Because I know that I know that you don't you understand the premise that you are not under a lid, you are under covering. David David McCracken, who is Steve's dad, if you don't know, mighty man of God, one of his one of the things he has preached worldwide, which is so true, and a statement he makes is the authority you are under is the authority you will carry. The authority you are under is the authority you will carry. If you don't submit to authority in the prophetic, you will not carry any authority in the prophetic. And this is so important because when we are going into the prophetic, we are going into the spiritual realms. And so we need authority so that we can both speak God's intention, but on the other side, we can also rebuke what the enemy is doing in the prophetic. We can see in the spirit realm and go, no, I cast that down. We come out of agreement with that spirit of complacency or whatever is going on. We can't carry that authority unless we submit to God's authority and to the authority placed over us. Is everyone following me? Good. Good. Humility is a must-have character quality for those who are seeking to stir up the gift of prophecy. Gifts are given to serve the body, not promote ourselves. Amen? Can I have a hearty amen? I like that. Thank you, Caleb. That was a hearty amen. All right, let's keep going. Full of mercy. Mercy is God's unmerited compassion and kindness, which he desires us to display towards others. The gift of prophecy is not a platform. And when I say platform, I don't just mean ministry. I mean, it's not a platform or position or opportunity for personal judgment or condemnation, nor it is an opportunity for sharing our opinions of others or the church. Here's what we have to remember in in the gift of prophecy. We know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. Even when God gives Steve and I quite a specific word, we only know a fraction, like a minute fraction. We must never forget that mercy is so important in the gift of prophecy. And so if you feel you've had something revealed about someone, then consider it whether this is falling under something that needs mercy. Because sometimes God does reveal things to us, maybe about someone's heart or whatever. But that doesn't mean we need to go and point that out to that person. It might be something that is a prayer point. It might be something else. This is not a formula. This is simply a wisdom checklist to give you a practical outworking of how the expression should look. Because when the expression looks like this, it looks beautiful. It looks encouraging. 
It looks like people want more of that. People are like, why do people want to receive a prophetic word from, from someone who is prophetic and truly carries the Father's heart? Was it to you or to your dad that he said that statement about, don't, get, don't bring my word unless you can display my heart, basically? That's such a good one. Don't bring my words unless you can display my heart. And don't people hunger for that when it truly is that fullness of beauty of the Father's intention for us, but done out of love. Isn't that like a beautiful thing? Don't we desire more of that? And so this is just simply a, ah, it's that aha moment of, yeah, that's actually what it looks like when it's like that. The next one, we're nearly finished. Full of good fruit. It's kind of obvious, isn't it? Steve already talked about this, so I'm not going to go into it. But we should see the evidence of fruit. It should The prophetic should produce good fruit in people's lives. It should produce an encouragement, a strengthening, and an equipping. We're here today to equip you to bring good fruit for the body of Christ. And sometimes that fruit might mean that people need to talk through a prophetic word with wise counsel, like your pastors. You're like... I got this word about, like I did 25 years ago, oh, you're going to be giving words of prophecy and preaching. And they even said on the message, because I clearly rolled my eyes, yes, you, Sally. (laughs) Sometimes we need to walk that through with wise counsel. Okay, what does this mean? Make sure it is in alignment with God's word. There's nothing wrong with doing that. In fact, that's a very healthy thing, full of good fruit. Here's something practical for you yourself. If you receive a prophetic word or anything you have received, steward the word. If it's got an audio recording, type it up and grab out of their statements that relate to who you are in Christ, who God's, what God's intention is for your calling or your anointing or whatever he's speaking into your life and begin to make them prophetic declarations over your life out your mouth. Prophetic declaration is a beautiful and necessary part of being a prophetic person and living a prophetic life. Take what God's already given you. Take your favorite scriptures. Start to prophetically declare them over your life and who you are. This is how we live a life that's full of good fruit. We actually start to speak the truth, speak the fruit into being. We literally, like when God spoke and created the heavens and the earth, we literally speak it into being when we do that. And that's, a, that's an amazing thing. That's beautiful. Second last one impartial. This is a very good one. James chapter 2 mentions that we shouldn't show favoritism and this is super important in the prophetic. We must be impartial as to how other people receive things. Some people connect with God through nature or going for a walk. Some people um, are studiers deep into the Word. Some people um, are activists and, and get involved in social justice. We must never judge how people receive from God, and we must also be impartial in anything that we are called to express and deliver. We don't just do it in certain environments to be shown or to be seen, and we don't only give it to certain people that we think that's going to benefit us or push us up the ladder. It must be impartial, totally impartial. Amen? Amen. And the last one is sincere. And this is simply free from pretense or deceit. Operate in the grace that God's given you to operate in. Steve and I are very different. You can probably see that now, right? You hardly noticed. Thanks so much, Dave. Dave (laughs) Davo. So we're different. If I try and operate in the grace that Steve carries, 
it's going to come across as insincere. And so in any gift of the Spirit, in the way we live our life, we must be sincere to the way God has created us while still stepping out in faith and boldness. I haven't got what I have received today by sitting there and doing nothing. I've had to step out. I've had to take hold of. I've had to lay hold of the promises and the prophetic words that have been made over me, the things people have said over me, which I've shooken my head and gone, what the heck are you talking about? We have to still operate in faith, but we do it within the grace that God has given us so that it's a God confidence that operates within our personality, but is not put a lid on by our personality. This is super important. So sincere, without hypocrisy and without attempting to be something or someone that you're not. And sincere is also not adding to or removing from what God says. And that's important too. We don't add to what God says, but we don't also remove from it. So if we want a godly expression of the prophetic, we must carry the nature of the prophetic. And so when we have a prophetic word that is pure and peace-loving and considerate and submissive, and I'm going to have to look at my notes because I've forgotten the next one, full of mercy and good fruit, I nearly got there, impartial and sincere, that is a beautiful thing. That is something to be celebrated in the body of Christ. The prophetic expression that is full of God's revelation, but also full of God's wisdom so that his full intention is brought to pass so that we don't derail it off the way. Just three statements to finish off. Godly revelation ensures that prophetic words are in alignment with his voice. Godly character ensures that the purity of our heart and our motivation are in alignment with his word. And godly wisdom ensures that the delivery, the timing and the environment of any prophetic expression are in alignment with his intention. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.